Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Mike Davidson lives. Hello, Mike here with you, the host and uh, co-host of the show with me, my wife, Jenny. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Very enthusiastic here. We're shopping. She's shopping with her phone because that's uh, that's what you do when you start a podcast. But uh, do thank you for joining us on Podbean. Uh, or maybe you're listening on Spotify. And as always, you can uh, you know check us out over on Twitter. Mike Davidson lives to tweet. As you know, Twitter's awesome. And of course, when Facebook's up, when it decides to be up, uh, Mike Davidson, uh, the Facebook page over there. Uh, by the way, kind of a follow-up. Um, uh, what was it? From last week. We're talking about haunted spots. I uh, had a nice little correspondence after after the podcast a couple days later with uh, Jeff, who listens to us, I think, out of Hamilton, Indiana. Where's that at? I'm not sure. I should know. I, I've lived in this uh, state practically my entire damn life, but... Uh, we don't count Michigan. Uh, <laughs> I was in Michigan for seven months, but uh, uh, his wife actually worked up at a, a hospital, I think a mental hospital up in Michigan. And he shared a link, and he said uh, that she has stories of it being haunted. And uh, I looked at the uh, the news article. Um, I don't know if it was haunted by ghosts, but you can definitely tell it's haunted by uh, punk teens and meth heads because the place just looked wrecked. Uh, and he also talked about how uh, I referred to Nettle Lake over in Ohio, and he goes, "Yeah, I've been over there a couple times, and yeah, that store that that place does definitely have a history of being haunted." But uh, it was nice to talk with him, and of course, uh, that, that's one thing I do miss about the old place is just the uh, the interaction. Uh, but glad to, glad to have somebody like Jeff listening. So uh, now you can interact with people in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, with or without pants. That's uh, that's kind of the uh, the option I got going there for myself. Okay, I got three mini rants, and uh, we'll get to a couple big stories from this past week. First mini rant. Uh, well, this is actually good news. That uh, I got new hours for the job that I got, right? So I can actually come home when things are on television. And I, and I found that pretty... <laughs> and, of course, you find that very riveting, no, too. No, I worked today. You didn't. No, I worked yesterday, though. But uh, new hours allow me to come home and watch stuff in, in prime time. Like, I don't know, Monday Night Football. Uh, but my, my, my rant about uh, Monday Night Football is even when things run on time... That it always seems like the game kicks off at like after eight thirty, and of course, if you have a West Coast game, you're on the East Coast. No way in hell you're staying up to watch it, right? Unless you got a vested interest in that game. I have no vested interest in any game. Which would be would be the reason why you were asleep already. Oh, I'm asleep right now. <laughs> She's sleepwalking through the podcast, but uh, no, they they delayed the Chargers Raiders game out in Los Angeles Monday night. To about 8.50 our time because there was a lightning delay. Okay? <clears throat> Thing is, the Chargers play in an indoor stadium with Isn't a roof. Isn't their symbol a lightning bolt? Char- yeah. Yeah. Very oh, ironic. Very uh, ironic. Case closed. Yeah, because lightning is so common out in Los Angeles. But uh, roof. Players, reporters, everybody still out on the field practicing, throwing the football. Uh, I, I think they may have tried to get fans out of the stands, but they didn't. Um... But, yeah, lightning delay for an indoor stadium. And, of course, everybody's... Indoor been, stadium. Yeah, because there's a, a roof over it. Um, yeah. But the lightning th- delay for an indoor stadium. Completely enclosed. Well, this is where one of the smug reporters from The Athletic uh, comes in. And, and for those who don't know who uh, what The Athletic is, it's basically, uh, it's basically a pay sports website for uh, sports fans that think that they're better than everybody and uh, just uh, it's it's classier way for them to burn money, right? 
But this writer goes on Twitter goes, well, the reason that it is is because there's an open enclosure at the end zone. So an lightning open can, like like a window. Like a they, window. Yeah. So they built this six billion with a B dollar stadium with a roof. But apparently there's no windows in the end zone. Making no sense to me because Lucas Oil Stadium, you have the option of opening and closing the roof. And uh, you also have the option of opening and closing the windows in the end zones. So this design makes no sense to me, and that's why the game was delayed. California. In one word, you described the problem perfectly. Now, going back, what, 2012, November, those tornadoes that came through Kokomo? Yeah. I remember that day because, like, the Colts played a few days before Thursday night, so I thought, okay, I'll check out the, the Bears and the Ravens game up in Chicago. I was watching it on TV. And they had a tornado warning in Cook County. So every, and of course, Soldier Field's an outdoor stadium, so everybody's leaving the field, going back in the locker room, going under the bleachers because, you know, there could be a tornado in the vicinity. That makes sense. This stadium makes no sense, and the lightning totally made no sense either. Right. So. It's someone's first day. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the second year of operation in California, or Los Angeles for the Chargers there in that stadium, and, uh, yeah, they don't they don't see a lot of rain out there, but uh, that just a little rant of mine. If you, if you're going to have an indoor stadium, make sure it's friggin' indoors 100. percent Right, that's a lot of money to blow on a stadium. Do you remember the state fair where uh, Sugarland was playing? And uh, yeah, oh, like yeah. they still have what people in the stands. Then something really bad happened. What? Well, yeah, I, that was yeah. the. Uh, I, I don't want to say it was a direct show, but it was a pretty bad uh, storm that kind of blew up. Yeah. I remember going through Kokomo, but apparently there was no warning in advance for that. No, and you know some people got... unfortunately killed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was that was outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, and now like they're super careful about that. Mm-hmm. Rightfully well, so. It's probably the lawyers there, but uh, like if it was if it was I an mean, indoor it's, show, it's common sense. You know, if right. something like that happened, you know, you've got to change a couple of things because that's just right. not okay. But if this was like inside uh, what was the Pepsi Coliseum? I'm sure the show would still go on if they could. What as did long that as look no like? Because I didn't remember. Pepsi Coliseum. Uh, basically, it was just like a big uh, hole that the Indian Indianapolis Ice played in. It's like an old rinky-dink. Last time I was there, uh, Bismarcky, R.I.P. Bismarcky, was the guest DJ between <laughs> between periods. He oh. used to do stuff for the Beastie Boys, and he had... Uh, oh. Uh, what's that one big song? He had his big song that I'm drawing a blank on because... Like you, still tired from from work. But You're that was yesterday. okay. I'm tired enough that when I yawn, tears are streaming down my face. That's how tired I am. When I yawn, my knees creak. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's that's the first rant. The second rant. You're here. not allowed to say you're tired. Okay, I kind of tired. Second rant. Um, all right. You know how sometimes the media gets carried away with stuff, and then they'll do a 180 to make something look worse than it is. And we were talking about last week with um, candy corn being the number one candy in West Virginia. Uh-oh. Did they redact that or well, something? Well, okay. Over the summer, there was kind of this buzz, if you will, with the cicada outbreak that never happened here in Fort Wayne. Happened everywhere else south of us, never here. But they were like, you know, cicadas are a good source of protein, so you can Ew. grab one right out of the air and uh, eat uh, one. No. And there was people that were saying that. And, of course, a couple of weeks later, they're like, uh, by the way, if you're allergic to shellfish, do not eat these because apparently cicadas are kind of a cousin to shrimp. So if you ate a cicada or two, 
there's a chance you could die. But they were saying, you know, this is an excellent source of protein. That, that's why I don't like seafood, because right. they are bugs of the ocean. I'm like, nope. Hey, hey no. as long as you take the mud vein out of the shrimp, we're nope. good. We're good. Ew, I know they deterred these things. But, <laughs> why, why is there still a nugget in this thing? Um, no, but uh, last week, after we got done, there was an article I saw that Sunday um, from USA Today talking about, uh, you know, candy corn being one of the more controversial candies of uh, Halloween. And they're like, did you know that this disgusting candy has an extract from a bug from their shellacking mechanism? I think a be- beetle. So they It's a beetle that's been a long-standing notion in candies. Right. Nothing new. But they're, but also, wart removal. Okay, but going back to what you're saying, candies, this would imply not just candy corn has this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's like, what, beaver pee and like <laughs> mascara? Oh my. Seriously, anything Man. named urea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So but we it's know true. It... Look at your ingredients, ladies. So basically, mascara is Latin for beaver pee. But... But yeah, they're they're trying to make a big deal about oh you know this disgusting candy has bits of bug in it. But earlier in the summer, that was kind of the, like I said, the proverbial buzz with cicadas. You oh you could eat these. And now it's like oh candy corn's got beetle wax or some crap in it. You're either going to like it or you extract don't. Extract of beetle. Yeah, extract from a beetle. So. Hey, we need to go Halloween candy shopping. We do. We need to go buy fistfuls of candy corn because that means our house won't get egged at all. It's a very... <laughs> no kids. I'll hand out Reese cups, most of them anyway. But uh, So, am I trick-or-treating with the kids then? I don't know. We'll, we'll work that out. I'm not I... dressing up. Okay. Well, I'll try to dress up. I still what are you one. dressing up as? I thought we said Green Goblin. Okay. From from Spider Man, but we'll see. We'll see. I have to, I'll have to get the uh, the uh, ingredients of the costume together, so to speak. But uh, ingredients, the parts, the, the, just the, the whatever. Uh, but that story is up. Articles on the, of clothing. Articles of clothing. Again, uh, the uh, the candy corn story somewhere up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. As is uh, people losing their ever loving s again about Dave friggin Chappelle. Uh, I don't really, I don't really have time to watch TV. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. Uh, so uh, years back, Netflix and Dave Chappelle came to a five special agreement where he got a fistful of dollars. Like you get, he, he got paid. So uh, the closer, which dropped earlier this week, is basically his swan song with them. Of course, I imagine uh, when they look at the streaming numbers, they're going to be like, well, hell, we better pay this guy to come up with more. That we will say, I'm but a he's, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but, he's, but with Chappelle's show and how he walked away from Comedy Central, oh, yeah. um, I can see him wa- walking away from Netflix for a little bit and taking a, uh, a hiatus from comedy. But basically, uh, the closer, uh, most Chappelle fans loved it. I, I do know that my uh, sister's fiance said eh, it wasn't as good as it should be, and I kind of get what he's talking about because basically, uh, Dave is. And I'm not saying this thing is not funny. I laughed. I had to stifle some laughter last night because everybody else was asleep. This is not something you watch with the kids walking around, okay? But um, Dave, he, he's explaining more of why he says the stuff that he does. In the previous special, so the method behind the madness. Basically, cool. Uh, there's still jokes. There's still jokes, but again, uh, the uh, the elitist cultural snobs are having a cow because he cracked jokes at the expense of uh, feminists, 
the homosexual community and the transgender. And they're saying that Dave Chappelle needs to be canceled. Dave Chappelle won't evolve. Blah, 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 blah. And I, it seemed weird because I was watching this. And I'm like, well, this is no different than what he said before. Then we get to like the last 20 odd minutes of uh, the closer where Chappelle describes his friend Daphne. And I don't want to spoil this. I, I do want people to check out the closer and come to their own conclusions. But uh, Daphne, a friend of Chappelle, and Chappelle talks about, uh, you know, and, and this story has some, you know, brutal punchlines and everything in it, but uh, it's also very bittersweet. And it proves two things that I've been saying, okay? One, it's hard for a person to be an individual nowadays due to groupthink because you have to think like everybody else. It just it just seems like that now, right? I don't think. <laughs> you're just that's why you're writing stuff out. I'm so doodling. You, you're doodling. I'm tired. Yeah, I know you're tired, baby. You're doing fine. Oh, I like when you're tired. All right, all right. We'll have a little uh, you know podcast sex here. Uh, no, um, only, but <laughs> only if I Jack White. <laughs> oh wow, wow! Well, he's a pretty good ta- guitar player. But anyway, but <laughs> but going back to the, what I was saying is like it's hard for a person to be an individual, no matter who you are. When the group has a predetermined mindset. The second thing from the Daphne story is that Twitter is far more hateful than Facebook. I know a lot of people were kind of doing this happy dance when Facebook went down on Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, they're saying, yeah, you know, Facebook needs to regulate its hate speech, blah, 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 it blah. It already does. It, yeah, it, Twitter, I think, Jack Dorsey goes overboard with Twitter. But the thing about it is... It doesn't matter if you have a crazy aunt that sends you anti-vax messages on Facebook or if you've got a friend from college who's borderline communist and sends you Marxist crap. Uh, At least you know these people. And I'm assuming the reason that your friend's on Facebook is that, you know, you love these people, you know? You don't have to love anyone. You don't have to love anyone. But Twitter, man, you could you can put up the fake face, the fake uh, name, and go after anybody for any reason. And I still think that it's far a far worse hellscape than Facebook <laughs> is. And by the way, uh, one thing that Chappelle points out in his special is, I don't give a... Twitter ain't a real place. And he's right. Social yeah. media is not real. Facebook's not real. Twitter's not real. Yeah, that's why I look at Merit at First Sight comments on Twitter because they are like juicy. That's a that's a that's a show that you watch on Lifetime, and you uh, watch it with me. Don't I, act I, like I watch. I it don't. Alone. Well, I, well, I don't watch it alone. I only watch it when you're in the room because it's just like I need to be a smart ass in front of somebody. But uh, that 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 might be something we delve into for a future podcast. Is uh, uh, those we people. need to have Beck? <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, but uh, I might talk more about the closer next week once it's been out for a week because again I don't want to spoil the Daphne story. It's a it's a very very interesting one and I've been thinking about it for the past uh, day. So if you, you want to check have out a lot of time. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, but if you get a chance, uh, check out uh, Chappelle's last, uh, theoretically last, uh, stand up special with Netflix, the closer. Again, that could always be renegotiated because uh, he'll bring them in a fistful of dollars. Okay, so. This is the big story, or one of the big stories from this past week. And, I, and I, you're a woman. You have a perspective on things that I don't because I'm I a dumb... I have du- many perspectives. I, I am a dumb dude, yes, but... Yes, you are. But, uh... You're my dumb dude, and I love you. I love you, too. But can we agree on one thing? No. We'll agree on this. No. Blurred Lines is a terrible song. That's a song? 
Okay, see? Okay, I, I take that as an agreement. Uh, but that was all over the radio, all over every place, about 10 years back. It was what, uh, Robin? That was 10 years. Yeah. Can you believe that? No. It's It's been that long. Robin Thicke, uh, the son of, hey, Alan Thicke from Growing Pains. Uh, like, he was in his... What? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Okay, well, you're... you're <laughs> now you know something. Uh, I never watched that show. Uh, it's yeah, it was just uh, one of those family sitcoms from the eighties. But shoot, we watched like married, married at first sight, married with children, Simpson, as, as did I, Roseanne. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, yeah, that's our family. Right, Dysfunction. <laughs> but, but basically, Robin Thicke, like when that song came out, he was in his thirties. Now he's in his mid forties. I mean, <laughs> this this dude was <laughs> this dude was. By pop standards, old when it came out, and that video pretty much introduced uh, the world to Emily uh, Radzikowski. Yeah, the, the model. Yeah, the Instagram model from the, the Fire Festival thing. What? Yeah, she that was her first thing. The music video to Blurred Lines, she was in there. Well, she's got a memoir coming out, because everybody's got a memoir coming out. Does she out. talk about Firefest in it? Uh, I don't know, but she talks about how uh, Mr. Thick groped her and sexually assaulted her on this set. At the age of 20. She was 20 at that time, and uh, she said that uh, during a moment, without her permission, he grabbed her breast, and he later apologized, but she's uh, accusing him of sexual assault. I he apologized. Yeah, I, I want to say this ruins his reputation, but uh, he hasn't had a reputation since that song comes up, came out. But, uh, uh, you know, right or... It's not wrong. It's not right. It's wrong. <laughs> Grabbing somebody's wow. breast without their permission is wrong. Mike. Foot I, in mouth. I know. I, I know you're you're wanting it. Just calm down. All right. Wait till it's done. Well, we're having podcast sex right now. That's I, what's going I'll on. go get Phoebe for you. No, no. Okay. So here, I do not f cats. But anyway. <laughs> All right. No, here's she. The, she makes out. I seen it. She just lays on my chest and looks at me. That's no, not making she, out. She kisses you. She, she like nuzzles me. No, she kisses oh you. God. I've seen it. Uh, guess what's coming out? In my wife's memoir. All right. So anyway, I don't like to read or write. But <laughs> I like to watch TV. <laughs> I really do. But okay, is it really surprising? No. On the on the set of a video called Blurred Lines with all those lyrics, that something like that would happen because that he does come off as very sleazy. Um, and I'm not saying she deserved to have her boobs grabbed because again, wrong, 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 wrong. Okay, wrong. But I. Uh, if, if that happened, why didn't she just walk off the set and press charges? You know, sometimes when stuff like that happens, you're caught in the moment of, is mm -hmm. this really happening? You're just kind of in shock. Okay. And, so it, and it's just one of those things that where you walk away, you're just like, I should have done this differently. Kind of hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, but you would think it maybe a, a few days after, maybe? you kind Yeah, of... I, I know, like when I... Um, went to my polling place one time to vote this, years back yeah yeah this old guy got in my face and made me cry now, now explain how why he did this oh well you know how they have those uh, uh that electioneering crap like mm -hmm. 50 feet plus from the door yeah they shouldn't have anything no, outside a polling place i mean it's just no. like a sign's going to change my mind about who i'm going to vote for but right. continue well i mean i just got off work and i'm I was tired like I am now. Mm -hmm. And I was younger, so what, six, seven, eight years younger? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, someone gave me, vote for 
Joe, Joe Quimby. Joe Quimby. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for Joe Quimby. Okay. And um, I forgot to put it in my purse. And I was walking into the polling place putting it in my purse. And he gets up. And he gets so oh, far from man. my face. And he says, you need to put that away right now. I'm like, I am. He said, put it away right now. Jesus. I mean, and this he's just some old fart. Yeah, but, he's um, having a Barney Fife moment. Yeah. I got one bolt well, he's a judge. This dude's a judge? This dude was a judge. And you didn't then, tell me that. Yeah. I, I knew he was like somebody that was a, a He's a judge. In, in the Howard County area. Yeah. Wow. But um, all the other poll workers were saw this happen, and they were very sensitive to my needs in that right. moment. And they said, hey, you know, your, your shirt's really beautiful. You know, mm-hmm, how are mm-hmm. you? And I have a good day. And they were just like, what the fuck just happened? Right. And uh, I immediately went home. And I wrote a letter, mm-hmm. and I sent it to the clerk, and I'm like, listen, I don't know who gave this guy clearance, but this is what happened. I'm sure you probably don't care, but I just thought you should know. Right. That's. I mean, I understand, okay, look, you need to put the button away. Could you please do that or the sticker? But, like, this guy was just tripping on power here, man. Yeah. Like, like it's one thing to enforce a rule, but for him to get in your face like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah. you know what else I don't like? Mm. When young people call me honey. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm your grandma. You're not your grandma. You're in your late 20s. Um. <laughs> Man, I think I am having a midlife crisis. Oh, my God. No, but, but, uh, but like, I know somebody, and I'm not going to divulge this person. Is identity. it Rob Haywood? No. Uh, I know somebody that, uh, at a young age, preteen, was sexually assaulted, and she immediately told people. It's like when something like that happens... Told people I could do something about it. Right. I mean, yeah. it's it's like you have to start fighting back. Otherwise, you know, you, you get to this point with uh, uh, Miss Rajkowski here, who's doing very well for herself, supermodel and everything, but, you know, it's kind of a he said, she said thing, and, of course, there'll be people like, why didn't you do something sooner? And, it's, and I know that, well... I have an understanding it's tougher, especially out in Hollywood where a guy like Harvey Weinstein ran, ran things. But you still have to fight back. You still have to push back. Yeah. And uh, this person that I'm talking about, she f- pushed back and she won her case. And it's like, it's scary and you don't want stuff like that to happen, but you got to push back. Yeah. You, you got to stand up for yourself. Yeah. But but seriously, Blurred Lines is a terrible song. By, by the way, and going back to this memoir thing, not to get too far off track here. Firefest? No, well, she's 30 years old. And I, and I don't know what's considered old for a supermodel. Anything over the age of 25. Okay. But she's still fairly young and she's still fairly attractive. She's writing a memoir at 30. I mean, I've, I've read a handful of uh, celebrity memoirs, more recently Steve Martin. And I finally got around to reading Keith Richards earlier this summer. Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Uh, he, you know, he wrote that ten years back. He's he was pushing seventy at the time. <laughs> you know, which are you're a big fan of Lana Del Rey, right? Oh my God, yes. Would you read a memoir she puts out now, or would you want her to wait twenty, thirty years until like she can have some distance between her and her past to kind of clearly I, observe things? You know, I enjoy her her work. Now mm-hmm. and I'd probably like to read it later. Okay. I enjoy her work now because you're in the moment. You're still living it. But people are saying that this upcoming album may be her last one. How old is she? She's two years older than me. Maybe oh. two, three years older than okay, me. Okay, so she's twenty nine. No, she's like <laughs> mid thirties. But she's but you know, to me she's still 
fairly young, but then again, I'm 41, mm-hmm. and I'm watching the NFL and a quarterback that's 35. The, the you know, announcers are going, "Well, do you think this is the year he hangs it up?" And it's just like he's 35. <laughs> Yeah, you were 35 when you got married to me. I was, yeah. You still got yeah. some spunk. Ah, uh, well, okay. Speaking that... of which, you need, uh, <laughs> you need to go get a, a checkup. Okay. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get my spunk checked. Um, but uh, anyway, you can read more about uh, Emily and her uh, memoir on the Mike Davis Facebook page if you're still inclined. Okay, so um, a couple of scary stories for Halloween because I was uh, looking for some here. Oh, I have one. You do? Okay, so like a good scare. Like somebody gave you a good scare or you gave somebody a good scare. Well, I mean, I look like I am like... You don't look bad right now. You just look tired. I mean, but everybody... Dude, have you seen the bags under my eyes? Have you seen the bags under my eyes? People wonder if I'm on drugs. So, and I quote, mm-hmm. uh, this is from my work husband, Ah, uh, Justin, who should have been the guest host last week. You're such a dick. We- <laughs> Between you and Justin, I'll probably pick him every time because oh, I have to live with you. Oh my God. Okay. Well, what's, what's his scary story? Let's see. Well, um, he was raised by his mom. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> His mom is a really big horror movie fan, I mm-hmm. think. Okay. Yeah. So, he watched most of the classic horror movies by the age of four. So, imagine Lana having watched all those classic horror movies, like no. what, It and stuff like that. No, 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 no. Ain't doing that. He watched Child's Play, thanks to Blockbuster. <laughs> Maybe the Blockbuster night. And he was terrified of dolls. Well, God, you don't even have to watch Child's yeah. Play to be... Your mom has that creepy doll collection. I was just thinking about that. Oh, my God. Um, he he said, within the next week, Mom decided it would be a fun little prank to find a Chucky doll, place it in my bed at night. I would freak out and throw it in the garbage. But wow. then she would seek it out and place it back in my bed. Oh, so I guess that's when I started becoming neurotic. <laughs> Wow. And, of course, the neuroses always comes from mom and or dad, yeah. Your dad, in this case. Uh, Your mom's pretty cool. Yeah, she's she's pretty all right. Yeah, Yeah, I love my mom. Neurotic. Okay, who's more neurotic on my side? Uh, my dad or my mom? Well, your dad's your dad has his own little thing, but he was he was a quiet dude. I would have to say your mom is a little more neurotic. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I do it right now. I, you know, how's the siding? She asked me that. I'm like, shut. Whereas up. between my parents, it's it's my dad. Uh-huh. All right. Now, two two hor- well, I wouldn't say horny, but two scary stories. Taxes. Uh, first, <laughs> yeah, three scary stories. Taxes. Okay, that's the first one. Second one, it kind of ties into last week when we were talking about haunted places. Um, when we were um, in college, there was a place in Dunkirk called Blood Rope. And um, basically, I'm not going to bore you with the details of Blood Road uh, and, you know, the legend of it. But basically, you at night, you have your car headlights on. You go one way, you don't see anything on that road. Then you go back the same stretch of road in a different direction and you see streets of red. Supposed to be blood, right? Well, um, that, that was like fertilizer or paint, and it was an optical illusion. But hell, you know, when you're in college, you're bored, you have nothing else to do, you get 20, 25 guys crammed into four or five cars, you go do it. Now, Jared was uh, my roommate at the time, uh, he was in one car. In fact, he drove up there with uh, three or four dudes in his car, and he was going to turn around and look at it again, okay? 
So he pulls into a farmer's driveway. This was not a prank, by the way. He pulls into a farmer's driveway, and just as he is about, just as he is about to turn around, he looks up, he sees the farmer in the driveway with a gun in his hand. Jared, of course, a smoker, has the cigarette drop from his lips into his crotch. The thing's lit, and of course, you know, he sees this farmer in front of him with a gun. <laughs> And he's got a crotch on fire, and he's trying to put this out, trying to pull out. Yeah, it was a little intense, but um, uh, basically, uh, after that, not too long after that, uh, they had to pave over the road. They painted over Blood Road so that dopey college students like us or dopey high school teens from the cornfields wouldn't do that again. So that's the first story. Second one, also in college, um, junior, senior year, between those two years, I was living in the house at the time, uh, the fraternity house at the time during that summer with a few other guys. And Muncie, as you know... Is a sausage fest? Uh, well, in every fraternity house is a sausage fest. You can put <laughs> you can put all the women in the world in a fraternity house. It'd still be a sausage fest. Uh, are we leaving yet? Um, so anyway... Um, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it was like maybe six or eight of us living in the house at the time because it's summer, no one's around. Or so we thought. Uh, Muncie, as you know, is... Uh, it's not the most it's it's pretty poor like and there's a homeless population in Muncie and we thought that there was a homeless guy living in the basement and we thought it would be funny if we scared one of the other guys and uh, what they did was they had me hide in a coffin we had like this prop coffin for one of our parties right and I'm hiding in there. And the idea, If you rushed us, you'd be in by now. Yeah, you'd be in this coffin by now. That's right. <laughs> but the, the idea was like, okay, Mike, you hide in here. And when he opens it thinking he's going to find a homeless person, you just you know jump up and go, boo, right? Some, for some odd reason, and I'm sober, I'm agreeing to this crap. I hide in there. He opens the uh, door to the coffin, and just as I'm about to scare him, I notice he's got a big friggin' kitchen knife. In his hand, and we both just kind of stop and stare at each other. He drops the knife and starts punching me. <laughs> I almost did not have a husband for. Oh a second. my god! Yeah, you talk about alternate histories right there. You know, this is gonna be this is gonna be funny. No, You're the, gonna see yeah, the... in another universe, you, yeah. you weren't around. After All right, that. I'm missing a few fingers trying to stop the knife. Uh, no, you, you kind of look like a zombie, though. I do. I do. Your eyes. Like well, I just told you this. I, people, some people think I wasn't I look listening. Like... Oh, that's right, because you were <laughs> tired. I was tied up. Tied up. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. Not yet. We're still early into the podcast sex, but uh, those are some of the scary. <laughs> you keep saying that. I don't think you know what it means. Oh, it's a, it's a telepathy thing. That's what that means. But uh, those You're are stupid. I am stupid. But those are just some of the scary stories that uh, you know scares what's really gone wrong. Scary? What? Having your three kids. Uh, well, yeah, in that same house at the same time. That's scary. All at once? All at once, man. You know it. No. <laughs> I hate you. But those are some of the scary stories. Next week, uh, we are going to talk about trick-or-treat stories, good or bad. Yay! And this this could be lighthearted. I went as the big cheese. Yeah, this could be lighthearted, fun, fancy-free. You can brag about all the candy you got, or maybe you got a rock like Charlie Brown in his bag. Maybe you uh, decided to go out and play tricks on neighbors and it went wrong. Or maybe mo maybe mom got you a crappy Halloween costume to go trick-or-treating in. Who knows? 
Um, but if uh, you have any good trick-or-treat stories or bad ones, as long as they're entertaining or cool, I mean, again, message me on Facebook, message me on Twitter. Follow him home. Follow me home. No. Uh, no, don't do that. Because uh, you'll have to contend with me. No, yeah, she's tired, so that means she's friendly. I'm tired, and I, I will kill you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, before uh, before the police come and inquire about what my wife meant by that, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, Mike David Davidson lives. <laughs> Mike Davidson. That's, that's the second time. <laughs> Mike Davidson lives to tweet. I want to get it right one. <laughs> Mike Davidson lives to twat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Witherpoon. And then, uh, of course, Mike Davidson on Facebook. So I think we're both tired. I'm going to call Just it a happy. little bit. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week later. Take your pants off, Mike. <laughs>